Welcome to Game Talk Radio. Your hosts, Greg and Jen, bringing you their take on this week's hottest gaming news. Thank you very much for the intro again, Steve, and welcome to Game Talk Radio's episode 10. 10. We made it to double digits. Double digits. Are, are we... <laughs> the, the, I was going to say double digit, and that didn't really work. No. So I stopped, but then I continued. Sometimes when I start to think of a new word or phrase, I worry that it's going to come out and sound like really racist or something. (laughs) So like the first time I say it, I make sure I whisper under my breath, like just so that it's not some word, not necessarily a racist word, but a word that sounds racist. There are words out there that make you like, that make you cringe a little bit, like, but they're not racist at all, but they just make you feel the way. So anyway... I just, uh, when it comes to new words like that, I'm always just like, mm, I don't want to explore new words in front of people. You know? So, dub didge. The dub didge. The double didged. Uh, okay, well, that Ten. was a waste. That was, that was a waste of a <laughs> minute. That was, that was a waste of these good people's time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so it's it's almost halfway through December. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're almost in the Christmas season. The store's going good. And, and uh, you know, we really are the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. Because every week you get to hear about the great new news and our take on these great news articles. Like, for instance, the first story of the night. Yes. Oh, did you hear, Greg? <laughs> Sadly, that... I did. Shh, shh. It's all part of the illusion. <laughs> that Will Ferrell, famous for his roles as uh, the knight at the Roxbury, Elf, mm-hmm. Talladega Knights, was it the Ballad of Ricky Bobby? Blades of Glory, so so on and so forth. He is going to take on the role in a new movie of none other than a professional gamer. Oh yeah, great! <laughs> I'm really excited for this. The, 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 this is the sort of movies that really get me amped up and excited. <sighs> I'm just kidding. I'm not excited at all. <laughs> I mean, I, I will say, Wolf Ferrell's movies for the most part are still funny. So are more funny with the exception of like Anchorman 2 and like the bad sequels they did just for a payday like for the most part his movies are still funny he's not like Adam Sandler where he's completely just like off the rails like and he's off the Jill. wagon I think it started with Switch was that the one uh I I don't the know with the remote control uh I don't remember that actually I remember that one not being that bad actually like oh, it wasn't good it, was it just terrible. wasn't but it wasn't like it wasn't Jack and Jill you know? Jack and Jill was pretty bad. So, so the idea is that Will Ferrell's going to play like, it's going to do his typical humor comedy movie, but he's going to be like an e-gamer. So I assume it's going to be similarly along the lines of like Big Bang Theory where they just sit there and make fun of the gaming community the whole time and talk about like, take all these stereotypes and, and nerd stereotypes and just throw them all into a movie and then make fun of us for the things we like. Well, here's the thing. You've got a good comedy like Anchorman. Now, Will Ferrell, as far as I know, was not a sports broadcaster in the 1970s. However, (laughs) (laughs) well, I guess he wasn't really a sports broadcaster. He wasn't a news broadcaster. He could have been. But he is a big sports guy, so when you think about things like Talladega Nights... Or Blades of Glory, kind of more athletic. What was the semi-pro? Was the basketball semi-pro, one? Semi-pro, yeah. yes. When you've got something like that, he's a big sports fan. And it, it makes sense. You know, I think he went to college for journalism or sports journalism or something around that. It made sense to him. But I don't really know that he has a lot of experience playing video games, which 
I think is where you're kind of going with it. He's going to rely on what he knows, which are stereotypes, Mm -hmm. in order to write this movie. Unless he gets some help from other people who are professional gamers or are big video game nerds. Otherwise, I think it's just going to fall really flat. Well, and even a movie that I find moderately amusing as far as, like, stoner flicks go is uh, Grandma's Boy, even though I know we tried to watch it and you didn't really, you didn't really get into it. And I actually didn't, I didn't enjoy watching it with you either, and that wasn't your fault. Like, there was something about, like, almost like I grew out of the movie, kind of. Mm. And while I enjoyed that movie for a time, and there's some great zingers and one-liners in there, it was kind of the same thing, though. It was like, oh, JP is the main programmer, he's this uber nerd, wears Matrix clothes, and and talks like a robot, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean... And he was also in Dodgeball. And he was in Dodgeball also. Uh, so, you know, basically, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because, frankly, I don't care and I don't want to see it. But it's, it led into another story that I found a little more interesting than this story. Yes, uh, which is that the Walking Dead producers are actually working on adaptations of the alter, of Altered Beast and Streets of Rage. So apparently Sega, um, they made a deal to make like a full CG, like Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Finally, which makes a lot of sense, you know, because Sonic's No, wait, a good wait, 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 wait. Now, I watched a Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon. Mm-hmm. So with what Ur- are they going to... With what? Urkel as the voice of Sonic? Don't tell me that. Uh, that's Jaleel White. Uh, <laughs> no yeah. way! Urkel's the voice of Sonic. How did yeah. I not know that? I don't know. <laughs> um, I just, I don't know how, how much you can really do with with what hasn't already been done in the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon. Well, if we're if we're really unlucky... We'll get a Garfield sort of half CG, half real actors, uh, or an <laughs> or an Alvin and the Chipmunks sort of no, horrible situation. That's Jason Lee. That's worst case scenario. Uh, best case scenario is it's an all CG movie that ends up being almost like Angry Birds movie or like um, you know like any of the stuff by Disney or by you know. It would have DreamWorks. to be a completely new storyline, new villains, that kind of stuff. I just I just don't see it. Succeeding with using or being an extension of well the, the the cartoon. I think I think though that there's a younger audience out there that is introduced to Sonic that hasn't known Sonic forever. Like Sonic is starting to is like Mario where it transcends generations. So I could totally see it almost rebooting. And I think they should have I, personally. I think they should have Doctor Robotnik or Eggman, and then they should have Sonic and have tails in it and have knuckles you know like they should just have the 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 normal characters like i don't want them to go crazy and make a whole new story especially if there's some new love interest and some weird like oddly arousing cartoon hedgehog female you know like the oh, just anamorphic like, like, like space a little jam, bit of space jam did, going yeah. on mm-hmm. um you know like 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 i don't want any of that I just want Sonic the way he's supposed to be. I'm all for Jaleel White coming back. That he did a great job. I think he's a little too old for that. Nah, he's he's just voice acting. It's not like he's putting on a blue jumpsuit and running around the streets. <laughs> I mean, Jaleel's not putting on the tights, babe. He's just uh, gonna do the voice. But well, I mean, but you got to think of what was that twenty years ago? Uh, sure. Yeah, that sounds about right. And I mean, people's voices change. Well, hopefully, he hasn't been smoking a pack a day and. They'll still have true. those vocal cords. I guess the actors that are doing, like the Simpsons, are still doing the Simpsons, yeah. even twenty plus years later. So I guess very true. Uh, what? Who's the girl that plays Lisa? I know Yard, what she Yard, looks like. Yardley I can't think Smith. Of her name. Yardley okay. Smith. I don't remember if it's pronounced Yardley or Yardley or Yearling or I, I don't know Beardling. I don't Be- know Beardley. It's probably Beardley. Yeah. Beard Beardley uh, Smith. So so yeah so anyway so something it has something to do with the deal with Sonic. So I don't know if, like, they got these other 
projects greenlit because they were doing a Sonic movie, or if because Sonic was going to make a money, some other companies were like, oh, hey, let's let's jump in on this. So the two main ones that they've talked about, now they said filmed entertainment adaptations, which I means, was just looking at that going, what does that really mean? Which is about the most generic term Hollywood can use. So that means it could be a movie, could be a TV show, it could be a web series, really. Yeah, it could be, you know, a Netflix It could be a Netflix original. original. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff it could be. Um, one of those things I don't think they could be is good. <laughs> Since we're talking about quality of product here, <laughs> Streets of Rage. I I mean, that's a great game. It's a cool beat 'em up. But what what uh, what what would you do with that story? Like, are you gonna have dudes like fighting in the? St- you know what I mean? Like, it's like all oh, it's like like are they gonna do like a serious story similar to like uh, Luke Cage? <laughs> you know, well, I mean, benefit... but, but with but with characters that no one remembers the names of. And I played a lot of Streets of Rage too. Like, I love that game, but I don't remember anyone's names. I just. Well, I mean, I you can think about it like it's a blank slate. I mean, what we were talking about, the Sonic thing, there's already an established cast of characters and villains and such, and so you've got to find balance in how many new people do we bring into this, how many people do we carry forward. But with something like Streets of Rage, with it not really having a storyline, it allows you to have a lot more creative freedom without a lot of fans getting up in arms about mm-hmm. it and saying, well, that's not what really happened. Well, and as I'm looking through this article, first of all, they say the names Adam, Axel, and Blaze. Okay, so that's the names of the people. Um, and then it said earlier this year... Stories International announced plans to develop a Shinobi movie. So, like, I could see a Shinobi movie working. It's just a generic ninja movie. That's fine. Um, and Rent-A-Hero movie with Hot Tub Time Machine director Steve Pink. Well, okay. I liked Hot Tub Time Machine. It actually is pretty funny. There's a lot of, good, there's a lot of quotable <laughs> stuff in that movie. I saw with a group of people, and we left the theater just saying to each other, that was a lot better than I thought yeah. it was going to yeah. be. Yeah, the most ridiculous premise ever, and actually turned out to be pretty decent, <laughs> pretty funny movie. It was very... It's, it was very trendy at the time mm-hmm. with a 1980s kind of stuff. Now oh, yeah. it's all 90s stuff. Uh, and then it looks like a couple years ago they had revealed plans to adapt more than 40 Sega properties. I don't think I could name 40 Sega properties, and I'm like a Sonic. big Sega guy. Sonic. Um, <laughs> Sonic 2. Sonic 2. Sonic 3. Sonic um, but they also said including Golden Axe, Crazy Taxi, and Virtual Fighter. Into feature films, television shows, yeah. and digital and series. And digital series. So so I look at Crazy Taxi. You know what I think of when I think of a Crazy Taxi live action show? I think of the guy who played the first ghost of Chris, the Ghost of Christmas Past in Scrooged. Okay. And it's a really old movie, and if you guys haven't seen it, it's like one of my favorite Christmas movies and ever. It's Bill Murray. It's Bill Murray. He's the man. And, and the movie's awesome, but like the cab driver, he's got like the really weird, like I don't know why, but for some reason I see Crazy Taxi, and that guy's face just pops in my head, so. Oh, see, I think so, of uh, Taxi, the, the show Taxi. Oh. Danny DeVito and... Or Taxi Driver. With I'm walking here. <laughs> that's what I know. That's that's the extent of my knowledge of Taxi Driver. That, and I think Jodie Foster's in it. And she plays yeah. like a child. I've actually never seen it. That's one of those epic movies I've n- never seen. Joe jo and I used to like, um, like we would we'd try to pick movies we'd never seen before, like like these you know epic movies, like and Citizen we would watch Kane. them. Citizen Kane. We watched Citizen Kane. Rosebud. Um, which, like, I'm sure back then was just awesome, and today it was just not awesome. I don't know how to describe it. It was just boring. Oh, I love old movies. So for me, I'm a big fan of like Marilyn Monroe, Bogey okay. and Bacall. Catherine Hepburn. Yeah, I Audrey. don't. Uh, yeah, cool. I I, I don't <laughs> care at all about those people, but I'm glad you do. 
Um, but, but yeah, so anyway, the, the news of the, of the week is just that, you know, basically Hollywood's about to crap on a whole bunch more video game properties. So while we got to happily report weeks ago that Uwe Boll was, like, getting out of the biz. Uwe! And we were all like, all right, we can breathe a little Thank bit of God. relief, you know? And then these, I don't know, for lack of a better term... Stinkers? Buttheads. <laughs> like, just... But these, just stinkers? These, these buttholes just decide that they're going to take our childhood and just ruin it. And it'd be different if, like, they were making Streets of Rage games newer, and then... So there were a bunch of little kids. Like, like a like, movie like tie-in. Yeah, like, the new Turtles yeah. movies don't bother me because, like, they're not for us. They're for a younger generation of Turtles fan. The, the newer Transformers movies don't bother me because they're not, they're not really for us. They're for this older generation. So, like, I get over that even though I wish that the Transformers movies were better. But I get over it. This I can't get over because you're just taking something that's still ours, <laughs> like <laughs> Streets of Rage and Golden Axe, and then you're just going to just destroy it like like I golden axe it's just gonna be it's gonna be this generic barbarian movie i can just see it now it, it's oh it's so sad but oh. on the other side you know you have to approach it with a little bit of an open mind though greg i do not thank you very much because like i said before it's almost like a clean slate it's a new way to look to look at things and the only reason why i'm more nervous about the sonic one is just because i grew up watching that so for me i'm gonna compare it to what sure. i know so you're gonna say it's a, a new start it's a new start <laughs> so so anyway yeah hollywood's crapping on some more stuff yada yada it's whatever it's gonna mm -hmm. it's gonna happen again and again it's never gonna change but you know hey let's look forward to that that uh, freak show when it comes out <laughs> um and so so moving on i found this article interesting next so uh nintendo is offering up to $20,000 for hackers and modders to find exploits in the 3DS console. I think it's a great idea, because what better way to find out what your vulnerabilities are than to have actual hackers try to hack it? I mean, I can't remember. It's like white hat hacking, I think it's called, mm -hmm. where you do it for the greater good, or you do it to expose and then tell those people, hey, I found this loophole or this back door to get to this sure. thing and, and be able to hack it, which good for Nintendo because it probably saves them a lot of money <laughs> by doing it this way. But it's between $100 all the way up to $20,000 per vulnerability. What? They won't tell people what vulnerabilities get what cost. What gets you a hundred bucks? I don't know. What, what what dumpy crappy exploit did someone do that only gets you a hundred bucks? Well, they're partnering with Hacker One, and Hacker One actually has a little bit more details about the rewards and disclosure of vulnerability information. Okay. And so when they do report it, they have to provide uh, the name of the application platform, the region the system version number, and the steps required to reproduce the issue, the details of what the vulnerability is, and if possible, potential ways to fix it. Uh, if applicable, how individuals might be able to utilize the vulnerability information to impair the applicable systems. And you are allowed to submit a proof of concept or function exploit code later after you initially submit it and then confirm that the vulnerability is not widely known to the public. So hackers have their own little, I don't know, do people use bulletin boards anymore? <laughs> uh, they use Reddit. 
<laughs> and but GitHub. You provide that information, and then they run their algorithm, determine how much you would deserve for finding right this. well that's what i find so funny so they're saying it starts at a hundred dollars yes. and goes up to twenty thousand mm -hmm. so let's say to get twenty thousand what do you have to find basically some sort of kernel exploit that's going to allow you to access everything in the 3ds and probably potentially copy 3ds cards or something where it, it by yeah. downloading something you install trojan horse so, kind of junk so let, let's let's say like best case scenario the twenty thousand is if you actually crack the 3ds game code you can download 3ds roms to a cartridge and never mm -hmm. have to buy them sure. that'd be the only thing that they'd pay real money for because that's the only thing they're going to lose money on so if that's the twenty thousand dollar best case what's i, I seriously what is the hundred dollars I, I mean what's a hundred bucks like like you're able to get in and change like someone's Wi-Fi password I, or parental code. Like, I don't understand the biggest range, you know? And, and no one's going to get the 20000 ever. They have that range because they want to lowball people, and they'll say, like, oh, well, the minimum's 100 but you got 1000 So good job. And people will be like, oh, that's pretty good, you know? Well, you know, and I think it's it's totally at Nintendo's discretion. They don't have to offer sure. money at all. or. Sure. The money that they do offer is kind of a well done you. You spent, you know, a couple hours trying to break the system and you told us about it. So great. I mean, I think they just do it just to give people a little bit of an incentive. But at the very least, if you find something, you're going to get a hundred bucks. Yeah, I, I guess. And I don't have a problem with them doing it. I mean, I'm all for companies taking care of themselves. And this is a unique way to do it because you're actually going to the community you're not paying a company to hack your own device. You know, it's I, I like this way. But what I also don't understand about this is the 3DS now has officially been out for five and a half, almost six years. It'll be six years in March because I left, I left GameStop the day before the 3DS launched. So in February or in March, that will be six years. Aren't we a little late? to the party with this like like what's funny is if you look at the um if you look at the vita and now the um or excuse me you look at the psp and now look at the vita sony after a while just gave up on it and they're like you know what we could keep dinking around with this thing but we're actually getting sales of the system still and we're still selling memory cards and stuff because people are you know i'm not saying they um they were for it but they didn't go spending money to stop it you know so that all happened that's fine and now the 3DS, especially with the Switch coming out, the only thing I could think of is if maybe they're using a similar back end. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. And I, I think what they're trying to do, with every vulnerability that you find that can exploit what you're trying to trying to prevent or or anything like that, when, when you're talking about, you know, doing that white hat hacking it's mm -hmm. it's for the greater good it's going to teach you where your your weak spots are where people can get in and allow you to apply that knowledge to later operating systems or different systems in general right now they have the 3ds and the new 3ds and those are what's out there so that's what they're going to have people take a look at and that's what they're going to have people try to crack into I don't think that the fact that it's been out for so long really makes a difference in their eyes. It's, mm -hmm. we have a new system coming out. We want to make sure that we have the best operating system on it. Sure. And a lot of the time, or when I was reading through this, a lot of it is due to, well, yeah, okay, you don't want system vulnerabilities, but you also don't want to give get inappropriate content to children. And I think that's 
oh, a sure. lot of their concern too. And on the very bottom here, it talks about how um, hardware vulnerabilities, including low-cost cloning. Mm. So that could be an issue, too. Like, there's some Chinese factory that, that learns how to basically create a clone 3DS. Right. You know, and, and make that because you can sell that stuff there, and, and there's no, like, sanctions against it, and there's not really anybody who's ever going to stop them. You, you know, know, I've never seen a a clone of a Nintendo system outside of a ROM you know, like when you think about electronics in general, it's it's very common to see, you know, knockoff iPhone chargers sure. or knockoff Android chargers and, and things of that nature. But it's really difficult, I would have thought, to clone or recreate a game system. Yeah, and most of the time what you see, like, you can get clone systems and they'll be like a clone PSP, but it will have all its games built in. Like, there's no actual mm. disk drive or anything. You sure. just put a memory card in and it's essentially running custom firmware and stuff like that. But Okay, so according to Hacker One, it looks like uh, they have some examples of types of activities that Nintendo is trying to prevent. Okay. Piracy. So clone application dumping, copied game application execution. That's a big one. Cheating. Which includes game application modification, save data modification. Games are getting serious about their online, mm -hmm. uh, competitive online games. Yeah. Uh, dissemination of inappropriate content to children, okay. and then system or um, below are examples of vulnerabilities that Nintendo isn't interested in receiving information about. System vulnerabilities, vulnerabilities against Nintendo published applications for the DS or the 3DS family of systems, and hardware vulnerabilities. It looks like they're trying to prevent piracy, cheating, and, you know, sending nudie <laughs> pics to children, which I am for, not <laughs> <Sure>. doing that. <laughs> and then they want to know, hey, I found this vulnerability in the system. I got through this back door. You can do this kernel takeover. It, it is interesting to me, though, because I think, I don't see why you would spend the money on this if you weren't, if you weren't using the similar sort of back end for the Switch. You would, it, 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 would almost... it must be using similar um, similar back end um, because otherwise, you, why would you really care at this point? I think that's the, it's a yeah. veiled, yeah. hey, we're trying to just see where our system vulnerabilities are by doing the collective hmm. hacker beehive, you know, the hive mind sort of thing. Yeah, or open it up to those guys. They'll, they'll find it. I mean, if anyone's going to find it, it's the, right. it's the community, that's for sure. And a lot of these guys... You know, I, I don't want to make a broad generalization, but many oh many people who are in that industry of, of hacking are usually people who play video games and probably might have a soft spot for Nintendo, so might hmm. not want to exploit Nintendo. Well, and they might also, what they might be targeting is almost like the, what the police do, you know, and it's like squeeze the lower guy to get, mm. the, to get the upper guy. <laughs> so they might find the lower guys who know the people who are doing this. They could say, "Hey, if you can prove that this works, so we can stop it before it's done, we'll give you money." You know, almost right. like that, like uh, you know, snitching or what, whatever. You know, and not to use it in a negative term because, like, I think it's stupid to like not snitch. Snitches get stitches. <laughs> I knew you were gonna do that. <laughs> I knew you were gonna do that. No. But anyway, if you are a hacker, either white or black hat, or any color hat, really, I well, don't think that, I don't think the color of your hat matters when you're hacking, babe. It doesn't. You're such a butt. You know what I'm talking about. You. I know. But if you do hacking, go over to a hacker one and uh, find out yeah. about how to get some money. Go make some money. Go make You're a hacker, money. go make some money. 
Give us a percentage for Finders. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. Wel you're welcome. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so the PlayStation Four yes. has officially official sold over fifty million units. Woo, that's not shipped. That is sold. Right, and that's and sold. And Sony wanted to be very clear about that when they sent out the numbers. <laughs> they were like, "By the way, this is sold, not shipped." Yep. So it originally did debut November fifteenth, two thousand thirteen. And this does include the calculation of all three versions of the PS4. So that's the original model, the slim model, and the new PlayStation 4 Pro. Right, and they did not go into specifics on how well the Pro sold, um, <laughs> which is kind of a bummer. But uh, I, I don't, I don't know if it was. I don't know how many they shipped. I don't even know what their expectations were really, because I know right now Sony's got this weird. They they anticipated shipping and selling two million VR headsets before Woo. Christmas. Yep. And they were like, um, "Oh yeah, unfortunately, we only have seven hundred and fifty thousand sold so far, so they're gonna miss the mark." Hmm. But everywhere you go, it's sold out. Weird. So, do you think they're doing kind of a little NES classic? I don't actually. A little I, switcheroo. I, I think I think either the two million original projection was probably a stockholders thing to uh, get some, you know, to get them happy. Uh, and two, I really do think that they were being smart with supply in case it didn't take off. They didn't want to be sitting on a million of these things. Right, because, you know, with any sort of electronic or gadget or anything, it's months before the next new thing kind of comes out and, and almost makes that technology obsolete. Yeah. You look at cell phones from five years ago and they look archaic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, congrats, Sony. I, I don't have the numbers for uh, Microsoft. They haven't released them yet, so I'm curious to see where they sat. Uh, I want to say the Wii U was like somewhere around 16 million hmm. or something. So, you know, yeah. there's oh. that. Uh, and then, yeah, so the Xbox One had a really good year, but uh, Sony talked about how their Black Friday weekend was um, record-breaking. But I will tell you, they had really great deals going on. The PlayStation 4 Pro that's normally 400 was on sale on Amazon I think for 339 or 329. Damn. And then everywhere you could get the PlayStation 4 Slim for 250 with a free game. Woof. I mean that that's pretty hard to beat. Like when systems get down to the 250 200 range, they fly. And um and so that that was a big selling point. I mean Microsoft was at that price point too and they sold a bunch too. I guarantee Microsoft will come out and say they had just an amazing Black Friday too because they had great deals as well, but but uh, Sony's the only one to release the numbers yet, so we'll talk about the Xbox ones when they come in. Well, secondary to that, the company said that it also had sold 270.9 million copies of PS4 games at retail and digitally hmm. for an attach rate of 6.77 games per That's console. That's pretty crazy. That's hmm. pretty crazy. Although, on Black Friday, they had some really good deals, too. A lot of games were on sale, and there was a lot of good stuff. But can you imagine? I mean, just that many discs are out yeah <laughs> out in the world <laughs> yeah it's uh it, it's pretty amazing and then to think that gaming's not really that popular like it is popular still but it's not it's not as big as like the movie industry or the music industry or fashion even stuff like that you mm. know like gaming's such a small thing compared to those things and you look at these numbers and you're like where, where can you even go from here but it keeps growing and oh, that's a good thing and that's a good up. thing because, yeah. you know, there was a fear many years ago that there was going to be a AAA crash and that one day consoles will be gone and stuff like that. And it's really funny because a lot of people are worried about an all-digital future. I'm one of those people. I don't want a system to come out and have to buy everything digitally. Yeah. Um, but what I like about what I'm seeing as far as trends go is now if you look on Amazon or Best Buy or, or um, 
like at a, a bunch of places uh, in, in Europe, they're taking these digital games and they're releasing them physically. So there's such a market for physical games that companies that only made digital stuff are making a run of physical prints to sell to their customers. Well, it's a collector's item. It's something exactly. tangible to hold on to. I don't really like buying music digitally. For, I'm, I'm stuck in, I like vinyl, I like CDs. I've gotten away from cassettes. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> but there's something about the sound quality and the authenticness, authenticity? Yeah, authenticity mm -hmm. of vinyl and something so great about the portability of CDs. I mean, yeah, I still rip music onto my computer, but I like having the physical copy because if something ever happened to my machine or to my phone where I had it saved off, I at least still have the physical copy saved mm -hmm. somewhere in a in a safe location. Mm -hmm. So I totally get that it's it's a collectible it's something to hang on to well and it's it, it i like it because then there's some data to back up what we've been saying as collectors right and there's still a lot of people that come in and they're like like people will come in and say oh, i just buy everything digitally now and i'm like okay i mean if that's what you want to do I, it doesn't bother me it's just i just don't understand it like i don't understand how you could pay the same price for something and then not get it physically that when it's worth something after you bought it like right. it makes it now it'd be different if all digital copies were 40 bucks and physical were 60 you could argue that if you bought a physical copy and then sold it for 20 to 30 bucks later, it's the same price, essentially. But the way it is now, you pay the same price for something that is going to go down in price eventually, and then it's not worth anything. Well, and you can't sell a digital copy yeah, exactly. to a game store. You can't do anything. And and I'm not just biased in saying that be, being a game store owner. Like, I just... I, it, it literally doesn't make sense to me. Like, I know there's a convenience factor there. Like, I do get that part of it, and I understand a lot of people do it for that reason. But I think there's also, like, I think people are impatient, and they just, they want it right now, and they're sitting at home, and they don't want to, like, get up and go buy it, but then they have to download it anyway. So it right. takes, you're not saving any time. It just really, I don't know, it confuses me, I guess. I, I don't I don't see why you pay the same price. Now, when there's Steam sales and stuff, or if there's a PlayStation holiday sale, I buy digital stuff all the time, because if it's, like, $10 for a game that's normally 40 that's a great deal, and I would have spent $10 on a physical one and... You know, or I would have spent twenty or thirty dollars on a physical one, so it's fine. But yeah, I don't know. But it's 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 a good sign. That's all it is. It's just a good sign that that uh, physical still solid and still working. So. Solid. Solid. Uh, so. Our next story. Last weekend. Yeah, or last week. Yeah, oh, last, last weekend, weekend yep, was last the weekend. PlayStation experience. Yep, PSX. The PlayStation experience was last weekend, so that's a big deal. That's where Sony basically has just a little game. It's really like a fan expo more than anything, and they do some reveals and stuff, and they actually had some heavy hitters. So we had um, talked about last week the rumor of Marvel vs. Capcom 4, because that was like leaking everywhere. Well, that's not what it's called. Um, right, it's it's official now. It's mm -hmm. it's coming out, and it's called Marvel Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. 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 I don't know why they didn't call it Infinity. Eh. Being with tie-in with the movies, the Infinity Gauntlet, I don't know. I don't That's know. fine. Infinite, whatever. I, I don't care. Um, <laughs> however, as we talked about last week, I do believe my fears are coming to... Fruition? Fruition. Because they showed a picture of Captain America, uh -huh. and he is a cartoony-looking version 
of the outfit that exactly Captain America wears in the movies. Well, I mean, which you how know, different is it from? It, it's different, in, like it's it's not different from the comics necessarily, but it's you can just tell the direction they're gonna go. Because Captain America is not it's not much to go on. You got the shield, the star on it. It's red, white, and blue. It's very patriotic. True. In, in the comics, though, like he always had like the wings on his helmet, and he had like you know it was like a mesh kind of looking costume. And in the movies, they made it much more almost like a flak jacket. Oh. And that's sure. what this looked like. And it, the, the way they made his helmet with, like, the leather straps, I don't know. You know, it's not like a pullover kind of onesie thing, which, again... A onesie? You know, like a head-to-shoulders a head onesie, like a cowl, you know? But oh. I, it's a head onesie. <laughs> cowl, head onesie. Whatever. <laughs> All right, that's what we're going to call cowls yeah. from now on. Head onesies. Head onesie. And, uh... <laughs> So, so I do think that my fear is going to come true in that, but I'll still give it a chance. And the game's most likely going to be great still. I mean, it's it's probably really fun, but it'll be disappointing to not see if there's if there's not any X Men, and that'll be really disappointing. Um, and yeah, so you know, but but even still, it being announced is a good thing. It's coming exclusively to PC and PS4. I think it's coming. Is it coming to Xbox One later? I don't know. Did it say? I thought they said it might. I thought it was exclusive for the PlayStation, but actually, I think it's coming to Xbox later too. But this anyway, this article does not um, specify. Well, it doesn't matter. So, but I believe it's coming to Xbox One later as well. Um, and then, of course, besides Marvel vs. Capcom, though, more importantly, mm-hmm. they announced a new Uncharted game, The Lost Legacy. Oh, really? Yeah, where you play as um, Nadine and Chloe. Ooh. So you play as the as the, as the uh, the love interest, essentially, not really, but from the second game. Okay. And then you play as Nadine, who we were fighting against in Uncharted 4. The antagonist, yeah. so, as it were. And it's, it's a story of how those two meet, and they also go on like a treasure hunt together. That sounds awesome. It looks very cool, and apparently it's going to be like a downloadable thing, Girl standalone. Power downloadable so it's not gonna be like a full price game full fledged game it's not even gonna be on disc i don't think but that's kind of cool i'm down for that really cool um but then of course that still what we like to call small potatoes small potatoes compared to what is really amazing yeah that they announced the last of us 2 which you have not played last of us 1 yet i have not and i have played it you have it was one of the best games i've ever played I played for you the beginning, remember? I yeah, played... and I almost cried. Yeah, I played for you because I wanted you to understand the impact that that game has on you. Like, like the way it makes you feel things is unbelievable. The way it makes uh, and, you And again, no spoilers here, because mostly for you, I really don't yeah, care about the don't, listeners. Yeah, don't, come on. <laughs> I don't care about the listeners. <laughs> nerds. They can get so spoiled. But for you, I won't spoil <laughs> it. But I will say that the ending was so perfectly done. Um, it was left open for interpretation. And me, as a story viewer, uh, it was so awesome for me to be like, Re- that's what I would have done. Mm. Like, I look at that story, and, and there's, um, I, I, I fit right into those shoes, and I said, you know what? In this world, in this crazy place, in this in this existence, I think that's what I would have done. Mm. And and it's, it was really neat. So for me, it was a really great experience. <clears throat> and so The Last of Us 2, um, just, of course, is going to crank that up. It looks just amazing. So I hope that that comes out at the end of 2017, but I doubt it. It's probably end of 2018 or April 2018, but we'll see. Well, not only did they talk about Last of Us 2 and the new Uncharted game, uh, Capcom actually is also looking at reviving series that have not had new games in a really long time that are essentially dormant. Yeah, so so Capcom came out and said, we're looking to bring back dormant series, like <laughs> Devil May Cry, Animusha, etc. Etc. I mean, that's, that, that's fantastic news. That's fantastic news. Maybe they'll bring back Mega Man Legends 3, 
which was uh, being made and then canceled, not hold forever, and then canceled uh, initially, and, and was just awful. And maybe they'll do anything with Mega Man besides just rehashing his same old games again. But Animusha um, is a great series on PS2. It was only on the PS2, um, with the exception of the first one coming to Xbox. I mean, like, it never transitioned to a different console. So Capcom had the rights to it. They never made a PS3 version. They never made a PS4 version. And in the age of um, HD remakes, which the PS3 had a lot of, like, you know, three Prince of Persia games on one disc. Yes. Ico and Shadow of the Colossus on one disc. Oh, Capcom, Capcom did not do an Animusha collection, which is really weird. I don't know why you wouldn't do that. Because they were planning this from the beginning. Yeah, but see, the thing they could do is they could have done that and then did it again, which is what they've been doing to us, which is remakes for PS3 being remade for PS4, like... Final Fantasy X and X-2 and Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5. I mean, I'm all for reviving dormant series, especially, you know, something like, like the games that they're talking about. Because it does, again, what's in right now is nostalgia. Mm -hmm. And nostalgia's gonna sell. And if they feel like they can do a, a decent, nay, a very good job, of bringing those back, mm-hmm. then I think that they're going to get a lot of credit and a lot of happy people and a lot of people buying games. Well, and, like, I'm going to say something here that's probably unpopular with a lot of people. <gasps> Don't. But they talk about the Devil May Cry series. And the last one that came out was a reboot called DMC. They just called it DMC, which stands for Devil May Cry. Yeah, that's And it was a reboot. Weird. I don't like the name. That's weird. I didn't like the way the main character looked. When they first showed a picture of Dante in that game... He looked kind of like he he was holding up like he was on a in a police uh, picture, you know. Oh, um, like a mugshot. Like a mugshot, and he was holding up the thing, and like he looked like he was coked out, and mm. it just really looked really dumb to me. And I was like, oh my god! And even when I bought the game, I actually did. I have a full review on YouTube that I did. Oh. It is actually the best video editing I've ever done. I'm not like saying it so people go watch and brag about it, but like it's it's the best video I've ever done. Um, and, uh, and I really liked that review. And so as I was playing the game to review it, I got my copy early, like I did so many times with Capcom stuff back then. Somebody's all fancy. I know, I know. And it was funny. All I did was buy it from the Capcom store. I didn't do anything else that anybody couldn't do. Uh, I certainly wasn't getting it for free. And so I was playing it and even the very beginning, I was like, ugh, I just don't like it. And, and, you know, like for instance, his hair in the game is black. And Dante's hair is always silver in all the games. Well, that's quite it. a change. So people were really salty about that. And and in the very beginning, they make this joke where, like, he's flipping around something and, like, a mop falls on his head. And it's, like, the uh, white hair. See, that's funny. And he goes, not in a million years. And he, like, whips it off. And you're like, like Wait, are you trying it? to, like, make fun of the people that were mad that he didn't have silver hair? You know, they're trying to... Well, is what in the timeline of this game, was it, like, a prequel? Was it after? It was a total reboot. Oh. So the idea was that they were starting over from scratch with a retelling of the original oh, Devil May Cry story. Oh, that makes sense why his, his hair would yes. look different. He's a different character. Yeah, so now the way I looked at it was this game, the reason I was upset is because it was a reboot. I don't think that series needed a reboot. I think they could have still plugged in more characters. After Devil May Cry 4, there was a lot of unanswered questions. So it was like, why didn't you just make another Devil May Cry game that fits somewhere in the story? Mm-hmm. And this story was good enough where it could have been the original sequ- like original prequel. Nice. Um, and it could have been, even though they kind of did that already with Devil May Cry 3, they did like a prequel story. But even in that prequel story, it wasn't the beginning of him being him. Ah. You know, this story was told real well. I will say, though, DMC is a fantastic game. And people really crap on that game. And people have not played it, just shoot on it because it's, you know, oh, it's not the real Devil May Cry. But it, 
Ninja Theory, the company that made that game, makes all good games. I've never played a disappointing game from them, and that one especially was not disappointing. It was amazing, and um, and it was a great game start to finish. So I love the fact that they can bring back Devil May Cry, but they won't bring back DMC. It got too much negative press, and there's just too much hatred out there for it. So it would be neat, though, to visit the original story again, which was my original complaint, you know, was that why don't we just make a new Devil May Cry game in this old story? So I'd love to see that. I'd love to see Animusha. I'd love to see Devil May Cry come back. I'd love to see, like, more Mega Man stuff. But what I'd like to see is just, just keep Mega Man as a downloadable thing. You don't need to make a $60 3D Mega Man game. Just no. make, like, a 2D... $10, $20 downloadable side-scroller. I mean, yeah. it's not... This isn't rocket science. That's, that's you know? what I... When I think Mega Man, I think side-scroller. Everyone... I mean, the, when Mega Man went 3D with Mega Man Legends, a lot of people do like that game. I personally don't. It's probably another controversial thing that people would not like me to say, but, like, <laughs> I, I also don't like Mega Man Legends very much. I don't think it's a very good game. But uh, I don't think Mega Man transitioned well to 3D. It was great. It is a stage-based game, you know? And, and in this day and age, when retro's hot, as we're always saying, yes. why not, you know? Yes. But anyway, so that's great news, though. Like, in general, it's great news that Capcom is going to be looking to bring back a whole bunch of, uh, you know, a whole bunch of old series. Because who knows what else they might dig up. I mean, Dragon's Dogma was a really good game that Capcom made. And, I mean, obviously they're rebooting Resident Evil. Well, rebooting, I don't know. Resident Evil 7 is, looks like a reboot. I don't know what it's actually going to be until I play it. Uh, it looks more like Silent Hill anyway. I don't know why they're calling it Resident Evil 7. But Well, what's great about it is that... By coming out with a new game, what they're going to do is get new fans, and those new fans are going to go and buy the other games and, and create mm -hmm. more consumer-driven sort of, I mean, just going to get people exposed to that kind of stuff and hopefully drive more games to be created, and and then that's more revenue for them, and so on and so forth. It's all this the circle... Well it's good to see them turning around because Capcom, over the years, had uh, started outsourcing a lot of their work, a lot of their licenses to other companies, and then their games were kind of sucky. So it's cool now to see that because a couple of years ago, Capcom said, "Look, like we are sorry, like we need to refocus. We're gonna make games internally again, and we're gonna make good games internally again." Okay, cool. So that's great, and I'm just I'm very happy about that. Uh, yeah. So hopefully, Capcom is making the things. They're not going the way of Konami. And uh, they're they're gonna they're gonna <laughs> they're be, not poo pooing their roots, and they're gonna be one of those companies we can be proud of still yes. in the future. So, and on to the main story. The main story, which is just exciting news about the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Recently, uh, the president of the New York headquarters is that. It's the president of Nintendo of America. Okay, he was on Jimmy Re Reggie Fallon. Reggie Fizame. Reggie, Reggie. We and call him Reggie for sure. Who, uh, the Nintendo Japan was in the audience, right? Uh, well, that is the man himself. That's Shigeru Miyamoto. Thank you. So that's the creator of Mario, Zelda, right. nameless other just amazing things. One of the best game designers of all time. See, I knew he. he I knew that Greg knew the guy's mm -hmm. name. I just call him Nintendo Man. He's Nintendo. He's Japanese Nintendo. Guy. <laughs> he's he's he's, a, he's Nintendo. Like when I think Nintendo, I think that guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. But he was on Jimmy uh, Fallon on Wednesday. Yeah, so so for us it was last night, because tonight's Thursday night. But for you guys it'll be Wednesday night, since you'll hear this probably Friday. Um, yeah, That's why and, I said Wednesday night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just clarifying. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, so this is something Jimmy Fallon does a lot. He gets a lot of exclusives with Nintendo. He has them come in. He gets a lot. He gets to debut a lot of stuff on there, which is really cool. Fan girl. And he, 
you know, I, I want to say, unless they really went out of their way to not tell him what they were bringing along, it's, it's, I'm not a big Jimmy Fallon fan, mm-hmm. so I thought he was more like just hamming it up, you know? Like, I feel like, because cause if you watch the video of the, t- of the Tonight Show, he basically was like, he didn't know they were bringing the Switch. So he's like, oh, don't tell me this. Oh, Reggie, don't. Oh, you did it. Oh, it's this all. And he's like geeking out, which is cool if it's genuine. It just didn't feel genuine to me. It just felt like there's no way unless the producers all handled it. And then he just is totally clueless, I guess, about his own show. Well, and that might very well have happened. They could have said, "Well, we don't have a we don't have a playable one for you to to bring, so we we're not going to bring the switch." But we'll talk about the switch and we'll show you some gameplay. But we don't have something we can demo. So they might have not told him or mm-hmm. told him that they weren't going to bring it, but then surprised him because it was underneath the um the question mark black. Right, right. Well, and it's certainly, anything's possible because I'm often very clueless about this show. So, and it's my show. So you never know. Hey, you never know. What did, did I do something? No, <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying sometimes I don't even know what's going on, so. But if you, if you want to watch it, it's pretty cool. He demos on the Switch as the Breath of the Wild, which is mm-hmm. the new Zelda game that's coming out, which at, at first, when I first saw the, the gameplay or first saw the, 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 demo reel for it i was like i don't know about this i have to do cooking and and i'm like yeah okay open world's cool but why do i have to do all this yeah you have to to cook and and eat meat now you don't just capture fairies in a jar and then swallow them you don't have to actually use meat i found you can make it totally vegetarian oh that's cool but yeah yeah, it's better than just eating like swallowing fairies whole to replenish your life so (laughs) did you ever think about that like he sort of has a a, he keeps fairies in a bottle no, no, he keep no, he keeps fairies in the bottle, and then he just jams in his mouth like he's eat, like like he's eating ten Oreos at once. No, and he's just munching and like like pieces are falling out like like the legs and the wings are falling. And he's just, oh, no. like he's just going ham on the thing. No, he drinks the milk mm. and the potion. The fairies mm. swirl around him. Please back me up, people. My understanding, <laughs> my up. understanding, is that's not how it works. See, now I'm thinking for some reason that it's like a grasshopper mm-hmm. that he eats just like a giant grasshopper yeah yeah and like 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 he's he's he brings his mouth down and like one of the fairy's legs is sticking out and it's like no 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 no, no. Wing, he's just like, a wing pops out yeah and he's like he's like oh. sticking legs in. oh it's horrible yeah <laughs> that is, nasty that's horrific that's straight up nasty i love it i should write a comic about that it's probably been done already but anyway so the so, more i see the demo and the, and the gameplay the, yeah. the more excited i get because I think this is going to be the new style of video game. I think if, if this if Breath of the Wild is as is as successful as Nintendo hopes it will be, then I think it just allows them to branch out into completely different territory that they've never done before. I mean they could continue that storyline but have it be a completely different world. And sure. I say world in quotation marks, but maybe Link jumps on a boat, and he goes to a completely different world map. Yeah, that'd be cool. Something like that. Similar sort of gameplay, and, and, and but a new storyline and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's exciting, and, and I'm, I'm intrigued. I will definitely play it, because uh, Zelda does... The Legend of Zelda series continues to be my favorite. Yeah, in, in I, I, I'm excited for it, and I'm actually still excited for the Switch quite a bit. It's everything I want. 
And then a few rumors came out yes. in the last couple of days, too, regarding the Switch. So there's a rumor that... Because when, when they initially showed the developers that were working on games for the Switch, one of them was From Software, makers of uh, Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Kingsfield, uh, Armored Core, all these awesome games. I'm a big fan of From Software. I actually am trying to get a complete From Software collection because I like so much of their stuff. And so the rumor, though, is that they're going to bring Dark Souls 3 to the Switch. Bum, bum, bum. Which would be cool because that means that Dark Souls 3 would be portable which would be pretty yeah. amazing um and, and it looks like what they might the rumor though is that they're waiting for there to be a complete version of dark souls 3 which would be what comes out when um like when all the dlc is out and everything so that may not be until the middle or end of next year though because all the dlc hasn't come out for dark souls yet um and then the second rumor which is really really cool is that it's rumored that finally to the virtual console for the switch GameCube games will be coming. Yes! That is actually a pretty big deal, if you ask me. I think that's pretty cool. Yes! Um, and GameCube games like Super Mario Sunshine, Luigi's Mansion, Kirby's Air Ride, Paper Mario, I mean... Super Smash Brothers Super Melee! Super Smash Brothers Melee, which is still played in tournaments all over the place. Heck yeah! That'd be brilliant. However, as always, amazing things come with a but. Mm, bye. Right? So, so... A lot of people may not know this, but when the Wii U came out, there's a virtual console on the Wii and the Wii U. And mm. the 3DS, technically. Mm -hmm. So if you bought games on the Wii, when the Wii U came out, they started offering those same games. And they weren't... You don't have a Nintendo account that you can re-download games you've already bought. What? So what they offered to people that already bought it was like a, hey, here's an upgrade fee. So instead of paying $13 again, mm -hmm. you paid like $3 to upgrade from the Wii to the Wii U version. Three dollars total, or like, three dollars per game. Well, three dollars per game. What? It's it's honestly asinine. It's one of those things that Nintendo does where I just can't wrap my brain around it. In the in this day and age, um, on the PS4 and the PlayStation Vita, you've got something called cross buy. Everything you buy, almost everything you buy on the Vita, you get on the PS4, and vice versa. It's just how it works. It's a, it's a virtual copy. It, Why? It's not like you're trying to shove like a Super Nintendo cartridge into a Wii. It, it's not that kind of technology problem. The, the, and, and there is, to be fair, there is, some, there is possible technology differences, except with the Wii U, it used the Wii back end. Um, because you can mod the Wii U just like you did the Wii. Like, it's the exact same process, because they basically built the Wii software into the Wii U. So it is, like you said, exactly the same. But for some reason, like, I, I don't know, I think it's because they don't have a record of who bought what that you can, like, they don't have, like, a download list that transfers, like, a universal account. Like, you can't go online. Like, with PSN, I can log in online mm -hmm. and see my entire account history for any system from PS3, PlayStation Portable, PS Vita, PS4. Oh. With the Nintendo, you can't do that with Nintendo. Like, they don't have the back end for that. So, it's really frustrating. So, then my point is, I'm all for this, except... If they don't figure out that system and start making it where if I have to buy again the same games I already bought for the Wii and the Wii U on the virtual console, it, that's crazy to me. I, the, the virtual console should be, you should have an account for the virtual console that you log into and you can download your games if you're logged into your account. I mean, right. it's, it's that simple. I'm very surprised and I don't normally, if ever, buy things virtually as we discussed earlier. I don't really like, I like having the physical copy of things. I'm just surprised that in order to purchase a game from the Nintendo store, it didn't require you to have an account. Well, you have to still have, like, a Nintendo, like, you have to have a Nintendo account. So there is an account, but it doesn't, like, 
it's not a universal account to that umbrellas all of their consoles. Oh, I it's see. Like an, and now they've got some things, like they're working on it. So with the Wii U and the 3DS, they had something called your Nintendo ID, Nintendo ID link or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then that would like let you share dollars between 3DS and Wii U. Okay. So it, so it made sense, but in the past it wasn't like that. So hopefully now with the new system, if you've already bought, say, Earthbound on Wii U... You don't have to buy it again for the Switch. And and the virtual console should be one of those things that right when the system comes out, man, they should be able to have two or three hundred virtual console games available at launch like that. Right. Because they've already done it. They've already done all the work. Mm-hmm. I mean, all, I mean that like like that's the whole point of the virtual console. It's supposed to be something that would transcend consoles. It was digital. You know, so I don't know. It's 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 one of those things that Nintendo just didn't do properly and now we're just waiting for them to figure it out and do it properly. Which so. is so surprising with how technically driven Nintendo is that they wouldn't have come up with something like how PlayStation yeah. Sony has it. They refuse to imitate, which I guess is not always a bad thing, but they refuse to imitate and they care more about innovation than they do about customer pleasure, I think sometimes. Mm. Like like they they do things that are out of the norm, which again, I appreciate because I don't need another system that's like the PS4. I have a PS4 and an Xbox 1. I don't need another game system that's just another one of those. I want something different. And mm-hmm. Nintendo's been there to do the different thing for me, which I like. Um, but like that—that's one thing that's always been a been a bother to me. Um, and so hopefully they fix that. Um, so and yeah, you kind of read them out there, but it's... right. And they and in this Destructoid article, it says with their competitors already making backwards compatibility like Microsoft yep. and cross by strides like Sony, you know they would hate to have to do that upgrade fee concept and have to rebuy games that they've already purchased. And I completely agree. I I would not be happy if I had bought a slew of games on my Wii or my Wii U, bought the Switch, and couldn't play any of those games. And to rebuy the same games. I mean, that's just bananas. I mean, the alternative, yes, I guess you could just keep your Wii up and running just to play those games. But having an all-in-one system like they want the Switch to be... It would be nice if if those games, because when you think about it, it's really, once you buy that game and you access it, it should know what system are you on and which Mm -hmm. version to actually display for you. Yep, yep. It should. Yep, it should. But it it don't. (laughs) But it Uh, it might. It might. might. Well, we don't know. Um, And then, uh, lastly, one of the last rumors that kind of came out about it was that uh, the new president of Nintendo looks like he may not be in favor of things like region locking. Hmm. So if you're not familiar with I don't know if we've ever talked about that before, but region... I'm, I'm aware of what it is. Okay. But tell the audience. So so region locking, if you don't know, is where you can't use syst- uh, games from other countries or other regions in your uh, system. Now, originally, the regular DS didn't have region locking. The DS Lite was fine. The Game Boy Advance was fine. You could buy Japanese games for that. The Game Boy Color and Game Boy Regular were fine. And then for some reason, when the 3DS came out, they're like, nope, region locked. So now you couldn't play Japanese 3DS games in it. The Wii was region locked when the PS3 was not. The uh, Wii U was region locked. uh, So we couldn't get some of the good uh, European horror games that came out, like on disc, like Fatal Frame. We have to just buy it digitally here. Uh, So really weird stuff. However, that seemed to be something that was Iwata, the old um, president who passed away, like, it seems to be, like, that was more his thing. Like, he was really stuck on that. And this new guy isn't, I guess, so much. So it's all really good things um, for the for the Switch, if that ends up being true. And uh, there was also another rumor that uh, 
looking at accessories that are coming out for the Switch already, like um, third-party accessories, it might just charge straight up through a normal USB port. So nice. it might be like USB to mini USB or micro USB like many other devices already do. No more proprietary AC adapters, none of that bull crap. So, so hopefully Nintendo's really starting to understand that like there's nothing wrong with going universal with things like that. Mm-hmm. You know? So, um, But yeah, so all good things. The Switch. More Switch news. Uh, January 12th is still the day. That's that's a D day for all the info on everything, the hotness. They'll talk about the prices, all that sort of stuff, and and um, yeah. Just in time for cri- oh. Oh well, it's weird that them they're launching it in March. I mean, you don't often see video game consoles launching in March because they want to hit the holiday season. But I guess there's not going to be a lot of competition and Easter yeah, presents. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Put tax, that in it's your tax Easter, time in the put, U.S. It's tax time. Yeah, there so. you go. Put that in your Easter basket. Yeah, I'll take a switch for everybody who wants to put that in my Easter basket. <laughs> all right well everyone thank you very much as always that was our show tonight uh if you have any questions you can always message us at game trade or you can uh tweet at me i'm at game trade greg that's greg with two g's at the end three g's total so at game trade greg or <laughs> game talk jen or game talk jen tweet at us uh you know whatever talk to us uh you know um we do some you know user interaction uh, but we haven't gotten any questions lately so that's okay yeah, what the heck? but uh if you guys want to have questions you know we love answering them and if not we'll just end the show without them and we'll just go home sad and crying so well we're already home so i'm just going to quietly cry oh well now we're home already now we can just start crying so so now everyone gets to have that on their conscience till the end of next week <laughs> when they get to hear the next podcast and hopefully hopefully we do it. Hopefully we have stopped crying we, by then. We may not do another podcast. We're so sad that no one sent us questions. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm totally going to do another one. But anyway, oh, as always, appreciate you. And uh, next week will be normal. And then the week after that, I don't know if we'll have a podcast the week after that. Or the week after. Because Jen's going on an awesome trip. I know. Which is going to be awesome. And then, of course, it's Christmas time. So, yeah. But we'll figure it out. Maybe what I'll do is I'll, I'll have... Uh, have a guest. I'll have someone come on and we'll do like a special one-off piece about collecting rare games or Ooh. something cool like that. So, But as always, we appreciate you guys. We love doing this. And we hope you guys enjoyed listening. And we hope you all have a great weekend. Bye. 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 Bye.